welcome to Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From Wellington, New Zealand, I'm Dave Wood, and joining me from Devon, England, is Dave Knott. <laughs> you just singing the uh, the ringtone then? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just got like the last two doo-doos from you as I answered. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, and I'll get found out when you listen to the recording too. Just <laughs> <laughs> move this bin out of the way that I keep kicking. I must have kicked it like four times last week when we were recording with Sean. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for the edit. Uh, but did we edit that much last no, week? No, no, not really. Um, <laughs> I kind of felt like I couldn't because uh, what was Sean saying? No, just post the raw audio. I was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to edit a couple of bits where we like talked over each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I, I tried not to. I tried to go fairly light on it, and yeah, it was things like me kicking the bin, and I think I coughed or something at one point. Yeah, um, I just think I might like have that. done as well. But yeah, uh, and it happens, doesn't it? So yeah, 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 and I mean, like crosstalk and something—that's something we're bound to see, I guess, that a little bit more, just because we're yeah. always recording with Skype in the middle. And I, th- I think it's gotten worse since you went to New Zealand as well. I don't know whether that's just me feeling like it's worse or whether it is actually worse because of the, the the latency maybe it is a little worse yeah it's yeah. just marginal but we know it's there when we're talking uh, i guess you know, we're sean vancouver so yeah we were quite you know opposite ends of the world really all three of us yeah so i guess maybe it's slightly more noticeable last week as well and it's always harder isn't it when there's a it was like one more person but then it's kind of weird in a way because we're used to it just being us two so that's kind of making it a little bit different as well i guess isn't yeah. it yeah yeah because we tend to sort of bounce a conversation just between each other and we've we've got used to doing that over the last couple of years and then when you've got a third person there we i mean what well, we were kind of like messaging each other and stuff as well to sort of say you go next and that sort of thing so yeah it's, it's kind of weird talking to someone else i get i guess we were sort of interviewing sean I suppose that's what it was. It didn't. It felt just like a conversation to me, but I suppose you could call it an interview. But we had some questions. Yep. Yeah. So I guess that was kind of weird doing that with with both of us, sort of each trying to take a turn, or one of us not hogging it for too long. If if you follow me. Yeah. And and an element of uh, I very much wanted to avoid us cr- like cross talking, if possible. And uh, obviously we we didn't manage to avoid it completely. But in terms of like when you're sort of waiting for that next moment to sa- ask a a question and then you know potentially both of us would go in at the same time so uh, that was tricky Uh, I feel feel like we've kind of found our groove a little bit when it's just us two but actually it's a whole nother skill set you know it's still podcasting so in my head it's like well that should be easy it's just same as we always do but actually it's an entirely different dynamic and I think it's quite a different skill set as well as as a podcaster as well to to do that to do it well at least <laughs> yeah very much yeah i don't think we were lucky last week that sean uh is who he is and has the experience that he is and, and once he gets going he's, he's just there and on it oh yeah he totally you know, carried it didn't he <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i mean like that's that's awesome i mean i've i've you know listened to other people's podcasts and, and people talking about the interview process and that sort of stuff before and you know a good interviewer facilitates their guests and, and and gets them to open up and that sort of thing i remember was it um tim ferris 
he would spend i reckon it worked out to about if it was an hour and a half podcast he was probably talking to them for three or four hours right by the time it was edited down and and all the rest of it because they would just chill out and chat and i think he was recording with uh like they would have a a glass of wine each or something first on some of the ones that i used to listen to right Uh, so they were properly like you know just relaxed a little bit more into the mood get a little bit loose uh, <laughs> yeah so it's definitely a process like however you want to do it whether that's with guests drinking a glass of wine or getting people around so that you're actually speaking face to face rather than with skype in the middle you know which only really works if everybody's in proper striking distance of you so that's people interviewing people in california i guess and, and la and looking for their opportunities to coincide with people uh which would be tim ferris i think uh but even then he must use skype to bridge the gap yeah it's awesome isn't it when when the mics almost disappear you can tell when you listen to some podcasts sometimes that the mics are almost like like a fly on the wall yeah versus you can you know some podcasts you can tell that there's a you know the host is sat there talking directly into that microphone um, but then there's somewhere it's just like this is just a conversation that happens to be recorded, and th- those are the ones I think where you know those are the good ones. Yeah, and, certainly when you've got guests that are delving into sort of their experience and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, you know, you want you want people to just be loose and to just kind of have at it and, and give you that that like it was a conversation, like you were just sort of sitting there with them. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a definite skill. <laughs> Yeah, so thank goodness Sean was was as good as he was. Really, it was, I was really pleased with how the show came out. I was, yeah, thinking about it quite a lot in because I was working during the day, and then obviously I raced home from yep. work, jumped on Skype, and just did the show almost within ten minutes of getting in the door. And right, so yeah. During the day, I was thinking, oh, I hope this goes really well, and I hope I don't mess up and everything. And yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Yeah, no, I was the same. Yeah, it was kind of in the back of my mind at work all day, and I was lucky that work keeps me kind of occupied anyway, so I didn't have time to kind of dwell on it and perhaps escalate it in my mind to a bigger thing than it need be but but yeah there was um yeah probably just as well really that I didn't have time to sort of get worked up as it were because I say I was at work all day straight home in the car then it was like bang straight in the seat and and doing it and then it and just on it. within about two minutes I was like oh, yeah, this is this is going to be really good actually as soon as like basically as soon as as soon as Sean started talking I was like yep this is a good one um <laughs> this, this is going to be all right and I think from there I started to sort of relax as well and and listening back to the episode i could hear i could hear myself relaxing as the episode went on i don't yeah. know if others could have picked up on it as well but um yeah i could definitely notice that in myself yeah if i think about it i know where my point of that was as well so yeah it's a definite definite thing i think we we had to warm up a little bit more than he did in that regard yeah. and I thought, that's just yeah he's 25 years of experience man of course it's like that <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I i mean on my side i was up what time was i up i was up by quarter to six we recorded at quarter past uh new zealand time and i hadn't slept very well as well like i think just that sort of kind of nervousness it was more a case of i don't want to like oversleep <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And wake up and find I've got a message from you or something. And Sean was here and you weren't. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, twitching halfway through the night, just sort of aware of like, you know, 
listening out for the alarm clock almost. Oh, so this, yeah, it's like when you're getting up for a flight, isn't it, or something? It's yeah, yeah. You always go to bed like I'm going to be super relaxed because I know I've got my alarm set, but that never happens. Like yeah, no. So I, I just give myself permission to have as many coffees as I needed that day, <laughs> which I think clocked out to three or four. Um, pretty strong coffees. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to stay around two these days. So it was a definite. A large day for coffee. Mm. Yeah, I find that work's actually limiting my caffeine intake somewhat. Um, yeah. Just because of, I, I basically don't have time to go for a coffee. And then when I do, it's like, oh, it's instant coffee. Maybe I won't bother then. So it's like I have one in the morning, sort of on the way to work in a travel mug. Yeah. Um, But if I get home at like six, it's like, well, I can't really have a coffee now because I'll be bouncing off the balls at like, you know, when it's time to go to bed. Yep. Um, yeah, so I've kind of, Kind of back to one, really, which... Oh, no. Yeah, I, I had some headaches for a little while. Yeah, I would. I definitely would. I'd have withdrawal headaches. I mean, I, I was doing like down. three or four, sometimes like five when I was at home, just because it was right. there. like, yeah, let's have another coffee. And yeah, re- I always really enjoy my coffee. So it's like, if it's there, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember I had some really cracking headaches for like the first few days, but... Uh, I mean, it does wear off. Yeah, it does, the, yeah. About three, yeah. Two or three days, I think it took. Yeah, and it wasn't like a solid headache, but it was just like they would come and they would go. Yeah, yeah my 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 worst with all of that was because I've quit coffee like what over the years, maybe three or four times properly, and it's kind of funny how it how it happens. You know, you go through the headaches, and I'll, and for me, the worst one I had of that was about a week's worth of headaches. I was taking paracetamol every day and, and uh, I take paracetamol to get through the worst of the pain and then drink plenty of water and go through all of that, get into a nice new routine and caffeine free or whatever. And then eventually it, it hooks me back in, you know, there'll be something, there'll be an early start or, or we go somewhere away or something like that and i'll find an excuse for that first coffee and it's like ah that's it i'm back in the game <laughs> um, yeah yeah I've, I've never quit like i've just never i don't really see it as a, as a necessarily a bad thing to be doing um drinking coffee i mean i'm sure there's i guess you could argue that just water is better for you but i don't think coffee's like really that terrible is it uh in, in that it's worth quitting it depends on on how much and where you're at. I mean, for me, my, my main reason for quitting before has been I've ended up being more alert on a morning and just kind of felt like better for it overall, like sort of being able to rock out of bed and be like, yeah, I'm up, I'm awake, uh, rather than needing that cup of coffee to sort of get out the door. And that, that was right. kind of interesting, actually. And when, when I was kind of um, sort of going hard out on all of my, my health routine and trying to be as fit as possible it kind of fit in with all of that you know i was eating really clean i was getting trying to get good sleep using a sleep tracker so that it was waking me up at the right time in my cycle and i was exercising a fair amount and quitting the coffee seemed to just sort of fit with that and when i overdo coffee i tend to get acid reflux and then the effect of that is that that was actually slowing me down when i was running and doing stuff like that or I was ending up having to medicate for the acid reflux. So, yeah, there's been a few times where I've cut the coffee just to sort of get rid of things like that. 
Right. Um, the, these days, if I stay around like one or two coffees in a day, I'm basically all right. So that's kind of my sweet spot. Are you still doing the whole getting up early thing that you were talking about a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, so that's interesting, actually. <laughs> yeah, coffee fuels that. Uh, so in terms of my routine, what when I'm getting up early, and this is getting up early to try and get a head start on the day and put a little bit of time in onto my, my own uh, side projects. And, yeah, coffee definitely plays a part of that routine. So I'm up, and one of the first things I'll do is I'll put the machine on. I'll get my coffee ready and I'll, you know, if it's a nice day outside and the sun's probably halfway up at the time I'm getting up, then I might sit on the back step and drink my coffee. It's a really nice kind of part of the routine, you know, listening to the world kind of being quite still, a few birds waking up, that sort of thing. And it's a really nice way to start. And so it's, it's a funny one. I, I Obviously, I could replace a coffee for a cup of tea or something, right? Or something that's not caffeinated. It doesn't have to be coffee. But I like coffee. <laughs> so it's a really nice way to start. And then I'll do that and then get into what I'm up to. Because that takes only 10 minutes. It's not a really big you know, meditative part of the routine that's going to buy a massive chunk of time. So that'll be how I'll start. You know, stick the coffee machine on grab a coffee, stand outside or have a sit down in, in my room, whatever's going on. Uh, yeah, and then start getting into it all. So are you still doing that as we record? Uh, not still on, the routine? Not on the days when we record, no. So th- this is it. It's what's shaked out with all of this is I've had to find the right kind of cadence in my week and which days are, are days that I can sort of be on and which days I have to be off in terms of getting up early and doing that sort of stuff. So on days that we record, uh, I'm up early enough for us to record. So no, it doesn't happen because by the time we're done, I need to be out the door and off to work. And I mean, I guess the net benefit is if I'm already kind of on a routine of getting up early enough, then that means that I'm generally, you know, up and around and properly with it for our calls. And yeah, I think that, that, I mean that's helped the last couple of weeks for me to sort of be definitely around and that, but that's not normally that much of a problem anyway. Uh, so yeah, days we record will be out. And then equally, if I've got a day where we're going to be staying up later in the evening or something like that, then no, I'll skip the early morning routine and, and just get up, you know, normally if you like, and, and go to work and, you know, enjoy my later evening. So I've given myself freedom to kind of pull a lever to say not today, but it's got to be for a a valid reason. You know, it's not today because I'm going to be falling asleep when I go out tonight, or it's not today because we're doing the podcast or something like that. Mm -hmm. But even with all that in mind, what I've been doing though is I've been managing uh, three or four days during the week and then uh, two days at the weekend, most weekends. So that's been for the last two and a bit weeks. And yeah, I've had, had two weekends inside of that. This weekend's kind of gone a bit all over the place. And I've actually, I've not been getting up earlier for various reasons. And so that shot the routine a little bit. 
So it kind of feels like maybe in the last three days or so, the the wheels have sort of come off the process a bit. Right. And uh, yeah, that's, that's perhaps a little bit interesting. So I started with that sort of verve of like, uh, it's a brand new year and this is something I want to get out of January. And so I've been getting up. I've been, uh, the goal here is that I want to get some apps designed in January. Like the, the original idea was to not even touch code. Right. Uh, to sort of avoid this situation of kind of staring at a blank Xcode screen and not really <laughs> knowing where it's going to go. Cause you know, what, what will happen as a developer, if you don't put some guards on yourself with a, a solo project is you will code it first and then try and like backwards engineer the design. That's certainly what happens to me anyway. You sort of go, okay, I, I know how it's got to look, you know, and three hours later with Xcode, it kind of looks halfway there maybe. But yeah, you, yeah, it doesn't look decent though, does it? Nah, and then it always no. takes that that extra work to kind of bring it in line and get it looking half half right. And it also means like you end up not considering certain parts of the flow of an app, or or kind of having to come at them after somebody else has tested it or you've tested it or whatever. And again, kind of engineer those things back in things like okay, well, when do I ask the user for per- permissions? for things like using the camera or photos or whatever, you know, how, how do I behave if the user has said no, or they've turned it off? Uh, and so I really wanted to avoid just staring at a blank Xcode screen. And so the idea was, okay, I've got this, this kind of laundry list of small apps and these are apps that I want to, to take to some level of design in January preferably a complete design for each one and i've whittled it down to kind of 10 potential app ideas wow that's a lot of ideas yeah yeah and i've been logging them now for like the last three or four years so actually as i went through my sort of like backlog of small ideas there were some ideas in there where they've been sherlocked by apple or it's just simply not a thing now you know they've been kind of building up for that long wow okay yeah and so this is the thing, and I was looking through these this list of apps with with a view of like, well, okay, let's get this down to small ones. The goal here is maybe apps that have got two or three screens, really small ideas, uh, because the overriding goal, the reason I want to do this is, it's not specifically to try and have apps in the store that are making loads and loads of money. It's I want to have these apps in the store because they've been in the back of my mind now for, for that length of time. And I kind of want to like, you know, have a stab at making some of them, see what happens with them. And if they look good enough to share with other people, then I'll put them in the store. That's great. So it's, it's not even marketing led product design or anything like that. This is very much scratching my own itch and just getting some of these out of my head into the world and to go through the process of shipping an app through the app store again myself. Uh, because that's something I've not had much experience of uh, over the last uh, 18 months, nearly two years, really. Uh, I've got my own apps in the store still, but I've not had to do the start to finish with a brand new project all on my own. And I kind of wanted that experience again, because a few things change here or there, and I sort of feel like I'm I'm getting a bit rusty on some of it. So yeah, I've got this list of apps. I want to put some of these like two screen, even one screen apps into the store, just, just playing around with ideas. 
but I want to start first by having the designs down. And so that's been a step change from, from what I might have done in the past. So what, what, what are you uh, using to design the apps? So I'm using, and I know you're, you're going to kind of have a bit of a rice smirk here because, uh, yeah, this is Pat's rationalizing and justifying my iPad Pro, but I'm using <laughs> that. Yeah. And I'm using an app called Linear as, as kind of like on paper sketching, just drawing what I think it should look like and scribbling things over some app templates, over some iPhone templates. And that kind of gets the initial idea down. And I'll sketch most of the screens in there, if not all of them. You know, I'll take it to a, 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 like 80, 90% of the screens have got a scribble down in that. And then after that, I'm then opening up Affinity Designer. Hey. And I'm, yeah, and it's it's lovely on the iPad once you kind of get used to where stuff's buried and, and kind of where things live and the process and workflow that it has. Are you using it on the iPad? Really, really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice, okay. Um, but the beauty of it is, is the files on the iPad can be opened on the Mac. And so I'm saving everything into iCloud. And then if I need to fine tune something that the iPad's just not really letting me do, I can get to it on the Mac later on. And that, But that's happened maybe once or twice. That's really not been a common part of my workflow. But generally, once that I'm doing them in the iPad, that, that gets them to done. So, yeah. Uh, so linear first and then open up Affinity Designer. And then I'm... When I've got Designer open, I tend to have Linear as the last app. So if I, I kind of switch between apps, I can see the, the image of, of what I sketched. Or I use like the, um, the sort of drop-over uh, kind of part on the iPad so I can pull it over, the, the pull Linear over to the top right and see it over the top of what I've got in, uh, in Affinity. And so I was switching between the two quite a bit just to sort of check what the design was when I sketched it and then bring that into Affinity. And yeah. I guess I could be screenshotting these and, and then working over the top of them in Affinity or something like that. But just actually just working side by side has been quick enough for me. And another brilliant part of this is part of my kind of revised schedule, if you like, is that I figured out that there's a, a bus really really close to my house that if i just time it absolutely perfectly getting out of the door then i can be on that bus and it's a little bit quieter than the other buses i was taking and it's also a double decker and if i sit at the top at the back uh, i can actually pull the ipad out and carry on so <laughs> i so i've kind of hacked my routine a little bit in that i can work a little bit on some of this stuff on my way into work, into my job. So yeah, quite often, uh, 30 to 40 minutes, depending on traffic. Okay. So sizable chunk of time then. Yeah. If I've been working on something already, it's actually quite nice because sometimes you sort of get to a stage where you're like, okay, I'm going to have to put this down because I've got to get out the door. And then I can be like, oh, right, I can chuck the iPad in the bag. And then I, if I'm lucky and get the right spot on the bus, I can just carry on for a bit. And that, that's been quite cool. So, I'm, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's working out. I've got some designs down now. So I've done four out of ten over the last two and a bit weeks. And it's interesting because I've started to lose my initial kind of verve for it or my initial push. So... 
I kind of figured this might happen, that, that things would sort of run out of steam. And then I had a couple of days over, uh, sort of from Friday into into Saturday where uh, just maintaining the routine wasn't going to happen. I, I went out for a drink on Friday. I did not want to get up early on Saturday morning and, and I just had to sort of roll with it. And then when I kind of got into having a bit of time to myself on uh, Saturday and, and on, on the Sunday of this weekend, all I wanted to do really was get on a code. Yeah. So I didn't want to design anymore. I wanted to get in stuck into the code and actually just kind of start manifesting one or two of these, these things. And I needed to make that shift. I was getting bored just doing the designs and this is why I'm not a designer and I am a developer, right? This is, you know, part of what makes me tick is developing. So yeah, I, I kind of, I've backtracked on my initial push, which I'm a little bit disappointed in myself over, but then I'm not because I've been enjoying actually just bringing this initial design to life. And it's been interesting actually to sort of prove the process of the design with the code before I've got, you know, another five or six of these designs done. Uh, because I'm also kind of, uh, the, the way I'm developing is also then feeding back and informing how I might do the designs. So it's probably been the right time to sort of reflect user design and actually um, then use that to inform the design of the next ones. So have you got any plan to try and work out which one of these is going to be the one you run with? Um, any app that gets completed and is not a complete embarrassment will get sent to the App Store. Okay. So, the, the, the yeah, with... with uh, the goal here not being specifically to try and make money, I, even if I'm kind of like, you know, I don't think this is a real big product deserving of any sort of like massive major marketing push, then I will just, I'll send it to the app store in, in the most basic form possible. Yeah, that, that if, if it's gotten to the stage of being usable and having any, any kind of utility for somebody else, I'll share it. So... It's more a case of figuring out which one will go first, I think, because these are small apps, and equally, a couple of them are ones that I took to a level of development uh, earlier last year. So some of them are kind of half done, yeah. and I can kind of leapfrog a bit of the process but by the fact that I've already got the code for those ones. I just need to make sure it fits the design that I've now got. So, yeah, I reckon I'll have, hopefully I'll have something maybe one or two of them off and into the store over the next couple of months. I think oh, that okay. will, will, will be a thing just cause I'm finishing up stuff. I was halfway through anyway. Yeah. So uh, that's, I mean, I'm trying to keep things as clean as possible and sort of share code and architecture between the, the projects as well. So some of the work might actually be to just start a new project and drag, drag the bits of what I had before into the new project format. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah so really a different way of doing things i've been wanting to kind of do things more from a, a, a product or marketing first perspective but actually i think if I, I kind of put a lot over the top of this and i'm trying to sort of turn it into specific sellable products then i don't think i'll actually be shipping anything to the app store which is what the goal was for me so this is very much scratch my own itch, get some of these small ideas out and get them off and into the app store. And 
you know, if they don't do very well or they're, you know, nobody really likes them, or I just can't be bothered updating them, then I will silently kill them later on as well. This is very much just my own have a play, put something out there. Yeah, and there's method to that as well. If you're not going to spend a huge amount of time on each one, just put them out there and then let yeah. that be the validation process. You know, if you put yeah, out six absolutely. and one of them gets a bit of traction, it's like, well, we're killing off those other five then, <laughs> you know, or they're getting put on the shelf till later. Exactly, yeah. So uh, I'm not I'm not giving myself too much of a, a, a hard time or putting myself in a specific spot to try and make these successful products. That's That's not the point. I mean, I think some of them will have utility for other people. So it's not like, you know, I'm just making... Uh, fart apps or something right <laughs> it's not it's, I, I'm, I'm hoping to sort of have put something out that's got value to other people or utility in some fashion but uh yeah the goal is to kind of scratch my own itch here and and and, and just see what happens really so i mean so i when, suppose when, like go vj is like your, your bread and butter isn't it yeah so. and that's interesting to me in terms of i've not felt like working on it for a little while and I have to consider whether I want to kill the project, what what that looks like and what's going on. And I suspect actually once I'm kind of into a rhythm with these smaller ideas that I'll actually feel happier with going back to it. It's been more about me not making the right sort of time and kind of losing some of the initial sort of push that was there when I first built that app. Yeah. Um, so you know, maybe I'll kind of recapture some of that as, as this goes on. Oh, okay. We're sounding um there's elements that are sounding like me a few months ago in what you're saying here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just how I was kind of feeling, um sort of with the whole shutdown of uh my company and you know, killing off armchair and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of what you're saying kind of resonates, I think, with that. Just like 'cause come by the end of it I, I didn't particularly want to work on armchair anymore. I felt kind of done with it. Yeah. Um and yeah, I just wanted to work on something different. So I think, yeah, that's it's quite a normal feeling what you're having. And if you can put something out there, A, it scratches that itch um, and it might, you know, give you a bit more enthusiasm behind Go VJ, as you just said. Um, but equally, those other things might turn into something as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's the whole process of validating business ideas but in the context of what we do app ideas i just find it fascinating and i'm i you know it's easy to read blog posts and things and it's like this is the way that you should do it all the time in terms of validating your ideas but i'm i'm sure there's like so many different ways to do it yeah and that's to me that's kind of what adds to the the fascination because you could take like the is it the minimum viable product they call it well you know kind of like what you're doing you just yep. put something out there quickly and if you put multiple things out there quickly, then that's the validation process right there because you see which one sort of takes off. Um, and and if that's, I think this could be something interesting there to follow with 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 the show is that if you're taking that approach, I'm I've taken my own approach, which is kind of like the landing page design. So kind of try and validate before you do anything. Yeah, um, two very different but equally valid approaches. I would I would say. Um, so it could be really interesting to watch that, especially as you start putting stuff out. No, so I think the difference between our two processes going on here is that I think the landing page approach that you've got going on there um, is better suited for products that are going to have a bit more depth. 
you know it's a sort of thing of like well if your minimum viable product is still several months worth of work right or at least quite a bit of a push yeah so the landing page helps validate whether it's even worth doing that work or not and if if i'm keeping my ideas so small so sort of minimal um potentially one or two of them not even really that viable right but we're really quite small and condensed things there's almost no point doing a landing page for them because as a product they would be a very uh small purchase or um quite low-end freemium kind of things and not necessarily something that's got a major amount of ongoing support for me to do unless i'm going to add a few new features to them or expand them in some way so it's very much kind of leads to the process is that a landing page would potentially be almost a an extra waste of time in in just getting these very minimal products out the door. Whereas on your side, a landing page has value because it's informing kind of, you've got whether you, which way you go, uh, it's informing the product itself and the type of features it might have because of the feedback that you may get. And with having more than one landing page for similar sized products, it's about you then being one person and picking which one is really going to be the best use of your time. So it's, yeah. I think, yeah, both approaches are valid just for different reasons. And there's got to be, you know, as many different variations on this sort of stuff as, as you can imagine after a point, you know, it, it depends on the skill sets you're coming in with. So my, I don't think my, my core skill set is design. So I'm not going to be able to make a beautiful concept page with concept videos in the same way as somebody who's got a very, very strong uh, design sort of skill so you know maybe there's a there's a point here is that yeah for me this is my take on minimal and if you for somebody with a different blend of skills they're, they're going to have a very other different kind of take and that's okay too you know it's playing to your strengths it's kind of finding what fits you as a, a developer as a, a um, as somebody who wants to put apps into existence and, and kind of running with that so yeah, I mean it's uh, it's going to be interesting to sort of see how we get on. I think over the course of the year, you know, I mean, like we, I, I think it's fair to say we've both got the bug on this sort of stuff. In one way or another, we're going to have a go at doing something, and and that's that's something I've I've kind of had to figure out as well because I wondered whether maybe I was done. Do you know? At one point, I wondered whether it was a case of thinking, well, maybe I should just kill. Uh, go vj and maybe i should just kill everything off that i've got on the side yeah maybe it's time to just sort of put that all away and i think it was over christmas time really that i kind of had a bit of a think about that and the the outcome was that no actually i'm I'm not done i want to get some of these ideas at least out even if the end result of this year is that i go yeah that's been fun but it's far too much time let's let's kill them all off you know uh, right mm-hmm. now, I've definitely got, still got that kind of bug, and I want to see see what happens with a couple of these things. So yeah, that's uh, that's the start of a process on my side, <laughs> um, and I kind of wanted to to just mention a bit of that. Is that part of this for me is not about come what may, I want to put all these things out there. This is about can I find a way to do this within my day-to-day life that kind of basically fits, you know, without me sort of spending every single waking hour trying to get this, this 
done outside of, of my, my job and my family life is there kind of a slot that I can put it in and then even if it's just incredibly incremental at least something is ticking along you know so that yeah. I can sort of say well okay if, if it takes however long it takes it, something is ticking along something is moving along the line and eventually I will then ship something and I'll get to Christmas time this year, end of this year, and kind of look back and go, well, at least I, I managed to ship that app or whatever it is. But rather than looking back and going, ah, I had those ideas and they didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I feel very much the same in a lot of ways. I feel like I'm you know, working very incrementally at the minute. Um, I mean, to give you some context, I had about an hour and a half today. And that was when Charlie and Oliver, by some miracle, both went down for a nap at the same time. <laughs> um so it's kind of moments like that really that i'm i'm grasping at the moment um evening times i can do maybe another hour or so maybe two yeah. if i'm lucky but again at the minute I, f- I feel like i'm i was listening to you talk then about all of this feeling rather quite envious because at the moment i i feel like i don't have a huge amount of time um like today i got those couple of hours when they napped because today was a day off so five yeah. days a week i'd be at work in any case um I would like to do the whole getting up early thing, but at the minute I, I just can't like, I'm feeling so tired in general at the moment. And as each week passes, that tiredness is, uh, is building up. It's like you know, cumulative. Yeah. So, so I, I can't be taking any more off of sleep at the moment. Uh, so in a way I'm kind of, I'm going really slowly at the moment and you know, that was to be expected. I mean, we've just had a second baby. So kind of, that's going to be the the case, right? That's the, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that I'm has hoping to maybe take priority. In, of course it does. Yeah. And, and I'm hoping maybe in a couple of months, maybe three months, I can start, you know, maybe once Oliver begin, begins to sleep a little bit better, because at the minute he's all over the place. And as a result, so are we. Yep. Um, when, when things start to become normal again, in that sense, I think, yeah, I might start looking at, clawing some time back in the mornings because um, in the in the evenings it is still quite nice for, for Heather and I to have some time together even yep. if it is just watching Netflix or something daft like that because um, otherwise you kind of like ships in the night you know I'm going off to work and then coming home and we just both yeah. kind of go to sleep not, and fall not the best you know. after a while really isn't it's not what it's supposed to be about I think yeah uh, yeah so yeah. I feel feel really in, intrigued about this whole getting up at like 4.30 or 5 or, or something like that yeah, but yeah, I as I said a couple of episodes ago, I just, I just can't at the moment, and I've just got to accept the fact that my projects are going to go at a snail's pace. I mean, they weren't going particularly fast anyway, because again, I was still only working at a couple of hours a day, but at least that was every day. Yeah. Um, but now, obviously, things have changed in that regard. No, so I, I mean, I think it's it's right that you know you're in that in a, in a position where uh, baby and everything else is taking priority, right? And and that's just the way it's got to be for now but i think that the perspective that is easy to sort of get lost when you're in those sort of phases and moments is that it it's it's a phase and you know like you were saying maybe a few months later you'll be able to kind of get a different balance and that sort of thing maybe it'll take a bit longer you know or or maybe it'll come for a while and then actually because babies are variable things you have to kind of scale it back down again for a while uh but you know, it's not forever as well. And actually, you know, it's the sort of phase in life where you just need to kind of lean into what they need and what's going on there as well. Because 
it, it, it's a it's a a passing phase and if you were to try and run yourself ragged just to get some small projects on the side out of the door in this phase then you're going to be getting the worst of everything after a point you know the worst of amount of sleep which means that you're in the worst position to even enjoy the good stuff about being a father again and the development that's going on with with baby and you know knocks on into every other aspect of your life if the balance is not right so yeah the balance has got to be right and the timing's got to be right to be able to kind of do these sort of things and i think it's important to kind of just be aware of of what else is going on and whether you have that that sort of latitude because when we moved out here to new zealand i did not have that latitude and everything i was doing on the side had to sort of like scale right down do you know that that's where i stopped working on go vj for example and, and stuff like that because the move and everything about it was priority and and had to be you know <laughs> we just moved country i needed to put the 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 time of focusing on on that 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 was absolutely more important and so you're in a similar phase you know baby is is top priority yeah no you're right it's just a little bit weird kind of i I had a thought the other day like i'm doing a show about ios development and you know all that kind of stuff i haven't really done an awful lot of it the last few weeks so (laughs) i feel like some kind of fraud showing up here just like talking about stuff that i'm not actually doing and yeah just it's, it's strange but yeah the time will come back again i'm sure yeah yeah it will and and you know you're still very much i I don't think it's going to leave you the bug for what you want to do and i think when that moment comes back you'll be you know ready ready and raring to go in in whatever time and form that takes so give yourself that time that's it's not really worth beating yourself up over or, or kind of feeling like less than just because you've had to prioritize life stuff for a while you know that's that's a good thing that's something people should probably do more so yeah that's uh we're perhaps pulling in in different directions at the moment on what we're up to each but that's that's part of it all i think okay we'll call that a wrap if you've enjoyed today's show it'd be great if you could leave us a review on itunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in overcast by hitting that star button that will help us reach even more like-minded people Um, also we have our slack channel we'd love to invite you to join our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out if you'd like to join uh, just leave us a message on twitter at wfr podcast and we'll get you signed up so dave before we run off where can people find you you can find me on Twitter at DWRoboHeads, that's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. And you can find my apps at RoboHeads.com, again that's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. How about you Dave? You can follow me online at DaveNot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore DaveNot. <laughs>